from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. And this is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Woohoo! A little sing song. Well, man, you know, like, as late as it is, I feel like... We should be getting like into that like coast to coast thing. We're like, this is coast to coast radio, bringing you the creepiest shit that you've ever heard. Welcome with Casey and Rick. <laughs> but no, man, they were talking about beer, and it's yep. a Tuesday. So yep, uh, Tuesday three weeks from now, but it's still a Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, so man, your your laptop is getting more and more charged. Mine has been getting less and less charged. Yeah, I'm good now. You you and your vampiric laptop over there. <laughs> All right, so man, what have you been up to beer wise since uh, since the last show? Fifteen minutes ago. No, uh, man, it's been like a half hour. We watched yeah. a lot of that uh, slingshot dude. We watched a slingshot guy. Uh, nothing. I mean, we I drank some more beer. I drank fresh coast. Yeah, man, we finished our fresh coast. Super and good. We put a steak in. Yeah. We're and we're going to have some, some steak, steak after this episode. That's going to be awesome. Some steak and piwo. Yeah, some steak and piwo. We got a piwo cooling. I think it's going to be a good, good mix of savory beer with a savory meal. She's going to be glorious. Glorious. Today, though, we're talking about the uh, Dark Mild. Yes. Another British beer. Love British ales. British ales. Absolutely love them. Yeah. Unfortunately, no commercial example because they're also really hard to find around us. Yeah. Not entirely sure why. Uh, we're not um, in Britain. Nah, that can't be it. Yeah. We can find a bunch of other stuff around us. We just can't find... Like, I mean, we we found so many Belgian beers. Yeah, we get a lot of Belgian beers. Like, what is up with people in Belgians, man? I don't understand. I don't know. We're the good, like... Easy drinking British ales, like Who those knows? good People toffee like characters good and whatever. Not important. First, we're gonna talk about we black love IPA, you, right? Yeah, yeah. Black IPA. Black IPA. Black IPA. Black IPA. All right. We are just gonna keep doing that this entire episode, aren't we? Yep. Yep. Probably. All right. So recipe for this one. Uh, Another super well, not not super simple, but fairly simple recipe. We did two pound or ten pounds of US two row, uh, one pound of caramel thirty, and one pound of carafa three, uh, giving us an OG of ten sixty one, uh, and finishing out at about ten fifteen with seventy IBUs for six percent ABV. Uh, hops we used. Two ounces of Centennial at 60, and then two ounces of Cascade at zero. Uh, we fermented with 1056, the good old mm-hmm. standby. Trusty. Right? And Trusty so let's see fruit. if we hit this style. Uh, overall impression, we're looking for a beer with the dryness, hop-forward balance, and flavor characteristics characteristics of an American IPA. Only darker in color, but without uh, strongly roasted or burnt flavors. The flavor of darker malts is gentle and supportive not a major flavor component drinkability is a key characteristic beautiful the aroma a moderate to high hop aroma with often with a stone fruit tropical citrusy resinous resinous piney berry or melon character if dry hopped can have an additional floral herbal or grassy aroma although this is not required 
very low to moderate dark malt aroma, which can optionally include light chocolate coffee or toast notes. Some clean or lightly caramelly malty sweetness may be found in the background. Fruitiness, either from esters or from hops, may also be direct detected in some versions, although a neutral fermentation character is also acceptable. I get citrus, coffee, and caramel. Citrus coffee, for sure, for me. I guess I can see that caramel. It's more subdued. Yep, no, definitely caramel's definitely, like it's, it's on the back end of the aroma. Yeah, like, yeah. You gotta dig through the citrus, and then the coffee, and then the caramel's yeah. there. Yeah, it's citrusy coffee with some caramel support. Yeah, definitely on, like, the after smell, if that's a thing. Yep. <laughs> the after <laughs> smell. It kind of is, though. Literally. Yeah. It's what it leaves your nose with. So... I'd say we have moderate dark dark malt aroma. I wouldn't say it's high. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely not very low. No, but it's moderate, and I feel like... Yeah, I feel like it's moderate. Yeah, it's not very high. The hop uh, is definitely the forward thing there. It's a high hop aroma. I don't... Yeah, it's citrusy. Yeah. It's it's not a very complex aroma. No, it's not. And that's good, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it it helps. Uh, it's it's very distinct in what it is. It's three yes. very distinct things. Yeah. You get, you have the citrus, then you have the the dark coffee roast uh, aroma. Yeah. And then just like a little bit of that sweetness on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the background. Doesn't there's no uh, uh, fruitiness from hops or from. Uh, yeah. There's no fruity esters. Um, and it's definitely a neutral fermentation. So, for sure. I think we hit the aroma on this. I'll agree with you there. 100%, yeah. It smells like it's described. Yeah. That's simple. All right, man, you want to hit appearance for us? Appearance. Color ranges from dark brown to black. Should be clear, although unfiltered dry hop versions may be a bit hazy. If opaque, should not be murky. Good headstand with light to tan color should persist. Yeah, this yep. is black. It is black. You shine a light through the back of it and you cannot see it no, at the front. It is black as night. It is opaque and black and not murky. Yep. Uh, so it might be clear. It's That head clear. sticks around for days. Yeah, it's got head... And it's like when you pour the head, it's big billowy. Yeah, no, head. it's 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 like a tan, almost like a mocha like colored yeah. head, like maybe like a darker tan, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it mellows out to a nice tan head that just sticks around. It's just there, it's hanging out, it's not leaving. All right. So we got the appearance too. We got I the think. appearance. All right, man. So that's flavor next, right? That's yep. me. Yep. All right, flavor. Medium low to high hop flavor with tropical stone, uh, with tropical stone fruit, melon, citrusy, berry, piney, or resinous aspects. Medium high to very high hop bitterness, although dark malts may contribute to the perceived bitterness. The base malt flavor is generally clean uh, and of low to medium intensity and can optionally have low caramel or toffee flavors. Dark malt flavors are low to medium low. Restrained chocolate or coffee flavors may be present, but the roasted notes should not be intense, ashy, or burnt, and should not clash with the hops. 
Low to moderate fruitiness from yeast or hops is acceptable but not required. Dry to slightly off-dry finish. The finish may include a light roast character that contributes to perceived dryness. Although this is not required, the bitterness may linger into the aftertaste but should not be harsh. Some clean alcohol flavor can be noted in stronger versions. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we've got uh, citrus. Yeah. So I'd say I'd call this probably a medium to medium high hot flavor. It's the and first it's thing that pops out to me. Yeah. Is the it's hops. right on the front. And it's citrusy. And that's about it. It's citrusy. Um, then... It's got high bitterness. Yep. And I think the dark malts do contribute to the perceived bitterness in this. Mm-hmm. I definitely... Oh, definitely, yeah, no, because you get that that uh, dark chocolate... Yeah, yeah. And that's what I was... Coffee aspect. Next on there I is, actually, no, it's more of like a dark roast coffee. Yeah, it's like a dark roast coffee. There's not a lot of chocolate... Yeah, it's like a real dark roast. But it's not astringent. No, no, it's it's a coffee roast flavor, but definitely not astringent. Doesn't taste burnt. Um, it's not intense either. No, the hops take the forward, and then the malt, like the roast, kind of takes over the back end. And then you, I do get that the caramel finish on it. Which takes a back seat, but it's in there. Oh, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and then it's <clears throat> off-dry finish. Like, it's not complete... Well, actually, well, it starts It starts kind of like a like a sweeter finish, and then, like, it just dries out. Yeah, I would say... I would call it off-dry. Yeah, no. I think we hit the flavor, too. I think we did, too. I think... The, and this tastes great. I really like it. It's a very good black IPA. Yeah. And I think that the flavor hits style, too. Because, I mean, something can taste great but miss style. Mm -hmm. But I think that it tastes great and it hits style. All right. So so that's that's three for three so far. And if I remember correctly, our commercial example we decided didn't hit. Yes. So, yeah. Because we got one that wasn't in here. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't remember what it was. But, yeah, so I think that we hit the style. All right. Right for mouthfeel? Yeah. Um, Mouthfeel. Smooth, medium light to medium bodied mouthfeel without significant hop or especially roasted malt derived astringency. Dry hop versions may be a bit resiny. Medium carbonation. A bit of meat, a bit of creaminess may be present, but is not required. Some smooth alcohol warming can and should be sensed in stronger, but not all versions. So, what do we got here? We've got a smooth, medium, like we got a smooth, medium-bodied mouth. Oh, one hundred percent. So we're in there. We don't have astringency. Nope. Mhm. We've got medium carbonation. It's not super carbonated. It's medium. We didn't do dry hop. I'm just reading through here, seeing where we match. Yeah, and we don't really have creaminess, I don't think. Mm, no, we don't. No, but that's it's not required, so we're good there. 
And we don't have alcohol warming. No, it it definitely has like an IPA mouthfeel. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I think that we hit the mouthfeel dead on the nuts. Yeah. It's no, I, I think I think this is another success. Mm-hmm. I'm Overall, get, it's a I, success. I, I mean, my, like, I'm getting a little full of myself right now because this is the fourth success in a row. Well, we'll soon have something to knock us down, I'm That's sure. That's going to be that sati that's sitting over yeah. there. <laughs> We've got things to knock us back good. down. Good. All right, good. I mean, we need to be knocked down a peg every once in a while, yeah. you know? Can't get too full of ourselves. Yeah, we do. We'll start thinking we're good at this. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. It's not allowed. <laughs> no, but this is this is solid. I definitely uh, yeah, no, I agree. This is a solid beer. I would I would order a pint of this. I would more importantly, I would sell a pint of this. Yeah. I would too. I think that's a good way to gauge it too. I would be I would be proud to sell this beer. Yep. As as a black to set, well, you know, there's like we've made beers that I would not set in front of somebody. No, uh, and this is a beer I would set in front of somebody and be like, "Here, try this." Yep, try this. this and that's and I beer. think I think that's a really good metric. Like when when you're making your beers, yeah, you'll drink it because you'll drink anything you make mm-hmm. for the most Almost. part. Uh, but would you set this in front of somebody as a good example of your beer? More importantly, would you charge them for the pleasure of drinking it? Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good way to look at it. I think going forward, that's a definite way that we should look at it because (laughs) this is one that, yes, there are ones that I've liked that we've made or at least thought were good enough to drink that I wouldn't sell to someone. Yeah. And so... I mean, I'd charge them double for the Australian... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh. I'm just so excited for the that yeast to be available again. Right? So we can as soon as again. it's available again this spring, we're going to load up on it. Yep. And definitely be brewing. We're going to have to figure out how to wash that. We're, that's actually what we should do is once we, we, we should brew a couple of batches, figure, learn how to wash yeast. Yeah. So we can propagate it and go three or four generations with it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. And it'd make good some some good content. It would. So right. yeah, I mean, maybe we'll do that after we're done here, right? With the eighty styles, or just when that yeast becomes available right. again. Yeah. Anyway, I like. Uh, it. <clears throat> we give this a thumbs up, right? Yep. This is a thumbs up. All right. Let's dive into thirteen A. This is a success. Dark mild. Uh. So this falls under brown British beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, have we ever read like the the opening paragraph to this? We styles? haven't, and I was just looking at that. Right, actually. All right, you wanna you wanna? I'll take, read it. Yeah. <clears throat> so for the overall style or the overall heading, brown Brit- British beer, kind of a tongue twister. Say, say that one three times fast. <laughs> brown British beer. <laughs> um, while dark, mild. Brown ale and English porter may have long and storied histories. These guidelines describe the modern versions. They are grouped together for judging purposes only since they often have similar flavors and balance, not because of any implied common ancestry. The similar characteristics are low to moderate strength, dark color, and generally malty balance, and British ancestry. These styles have no historic relationship to each other, especially none of these styles evolved into any of the others or was ever a component of another. 
The category name was never used historically to describe this grouping of beers. It is our name for the judging category. Brown beer was a distinct and important historical product and is not related to this category name. All right. Good to know. That's an interesting thing. This is just little tidbits. Them. Just this is all BJCP. This is all this Greg. Categorization. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Greg concerns himself with this. He's really just on the hunt for banana. Banana and clove, man. He's like, <laughs> you did what now? You put banana? occasionally some ham. You put banana in my beer. You put ham in it. <laughs> all right. Look at you, Yemen. Dark mild overall impression. A dark, low-gravity, malt-focused British session ale readily suited to drinking in quantity. Hey, you know, that's right up our alley. Yeah, it is. Refreshing yet flavorful with a wide range of dark malt or dark sugar expression. Interesting. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Um, oh, shoot, I clicked on the wrong heading. Okay. Aroma. Low to moderate malt aroma and may have some fruitiness. The malt expression can take on a wide range of character, which can include caramel, toffee, grainy, toasted, nutty, chocolate, or lighty roasted. Lightly, Lightly roasted. Lighty roasted. Lighty. <laughs> Little to no hop aroma. Earthy or floral, if present, very low to no diacetyl. No diacetyl. Yeah, well, I don't want any of it. Nobody wants so let's diacetyl. So let's just not Nobody have wants any. that butter popcorn in there. Yeah, let's have no diacetyl in ours. Yep. Well, that's always the goal. Yeah. No off flavors. Right. All right. Appearance. uh, Copper to dark brown or mahogany in color. Rich mahogany. (laughs) A few paler examples. Uh, Medium amber to light brown exists. Generally clear, although is traditionally unfiltered. Low to moderate. Off white to tan head. Retention may be poor. So our flavor. Generally a malty beer although may have a very wide range of malt and yeast-based flavors. Uh, malty, sweet, caramel, toffee, toasty, toast, nutty, chocolate, coffee, roast, fruit, licorice, plum, raisin. I'm glad you didn't add an, a Y onto the, every single one of those. <laughs> like coffee roasty, fruity, fruity licorice-y, licorice-y. plummy, raisiny. <laughs> uh, can finish sweet to dry. Versions with... Darker malts may have a dry, roasted finish, low to moderate bitterness, enough to provide some balance, but not enough to overpower the malt. Fruity esters, moderate to none. Diacetyl and hop flavor are low to none. Uh, Mouthfeel. Light to medium body, generally low to medium-low carbonation. Roast-based versions may have a light astringency. Sweeter versions may seem to have a rather full mouthfeel for the gravity. So we've got some comments. Most are low-gravity session beers, around 3.2%, although some versions may be made in the stronger 4-plus percent range for export, festivals, seasonal, and or special occasions. Generally served on cask, session-strength bottled versions don't often travel well. A wide range of interpretations are possible. Pale versions exist, but these are even more rare than dark milds. These guidelines only describe the modern dark version. Uh, Historically, mild was simply an unaged beer and could be used as an adjective to distinguish between aged or more highly hopped keeping beers. Modern milds trace their roots back to the weaker X-type ales of the 1800s. (coughs) 
although dark milds did not appear until the 20th century. In current usage, the term implies a lower strength beer with less hop bitterness than bitters. The guidelines describe the modern British version. The term mild is currently somewhat out of favor with consumers, and many breweries no longer use it. Uh, increasingly rare. There is no historic connection or relationship between mild and porter. <laughs> <laughs> That's in bold and italics. Did Very I not convey clearly. that? Clearly somebody had thought that there was, and they were like, no. I feel like I tried to convey that. You in, did. Okay, you you all right, said good. it right. <laughs> <laughs> but clearly somebody was wrong and they were like, we want to be very clear. There's not. There's no relation. Greg, you're kind of bitchy right now. Yeah. I don't. Calm down, Greg. You need a Snickers. <laughs> I'm going to be real bummed if I find out that the dude who actually wrote these is Greg. And we've just been giving him so much crap. <laughs> He's just over there like, let's try it, guys. Because, <laughs> I mean, they're definitely listening to our podcast. Right. Um. Well, I don't know why they wouldn't be. Actually, I'm not. I, we might be the only podcast doing all of their styles. We might be. We probably are. Because <laughs> we're the dumb ones. Well, I mean, yeah, because uh, when Brewing with Style did it, or, well, did a lot of styles, not all of them, because there weren't nearly as many styles when they did it. Yeah. There's only like 50 or something. Well, we're doing all of we're them. We're doing 80. So, uh, BJCP, you should probably uh, sponsor us, endorse us. I like would that. not be opposed to that, yeah. even a little tiny bit. Endorse us. Yep. Put us on there. Yeah, no, we have uh, we have a bunch of award-winning recipes. Link right to us on our on your I website. I mean, granted, the <laughs> the awards are the ones that we've given ourselves. Yeah, we. But well, we've yeah, we make up a lot. We're of our sanctioned. Own yeah, by Blind Studios. We have a lot of awards from BNS. We're just saying. <laughs> and if we don't have enough, we can make more. Yeah, we will make more. <laughs> uh, All right, style comparison. A style comparison. Some versions may seem like lower gravity modern English porters, much less sweet than London brown ale. There you go. Oh, that was it? That was it. That was real boring. That's That wasn't very interesting wasn't, at all. That wasn't nearly as exciting as the italics. <laughs> all right, I'm characteristic sorry. I don't have any italics to throw in. Uh, pale British base malts, often fairly dexterous. Uh, crystal malt, dark malts, or sugar adjuncts may also include adjuncts such as flaked maize and may be colored with brewer's caramel. Characterful, mm-hmm. uh, characterful British ale yeast. Nailed it. Any type of hops, since their character is muted and rarely noticeable. And now, vital statistics. Vital statistics. IBUs of 10 to 25, and SRM of 12 to 25. We got a huge range on our SRM. Um, OG of 1030 to 1038. Final gravity of 10.08 to 10.13, and an ABV of 3.0 to 3.8. So we've got uh, we got some ranges. We've got some narrow ranges on the OG, normal range on the final gravity. IBUs have a pretty, pretty loose range, and the SRMs a pretty loose range. Interesting. <clears throat> How interesting. Will you do the uh, commercial examples, please? Commercial examples. Include Banks Mild, Kane's Dark Mild, 
Highgate Dark Mild, Brains Dark, Warhouse Black Cat, Rudgate Ruby Mild, and Theakston Traditional Mild. So there you have it. And we were not able to find any of those, unfortunately, because people around here like drinking Belgians too much. Right. And we need to get some more English beers in here. Yeah, we kind of do. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm for pretty, the most part, they're the ones that we've been brewing, but... Yeah. I'm pretty excited to brew this one, though. This will be a fun one. All right, so what kind of SRM are we looking at? So we're looking at an SRM of 12 to 25. We want to be darker. Right, where are my UK crystals? Where are you at, you UK crystals? Okay, and just I'm just kind of looking at characteristic ingredients <laughs> here. Um, yeah, I just want to see things with like a UK in them. All right, let's see. Hmm. Ooh, some UK chocolate malt sounds good. Yeah. Ooh, or coffee malt. Uh, you might, you might. Mm. You know, we got some naked oats. That's not gonna help us. That's not gonna help us because we need a little bit of color. I think. I think that's what we're missing here. Some color. Mm-hmm. Throwing mm-hmm. a little bit of coffee malt. Yeah. Coffee malt. Maybe some Kara? There we go. Alright. So, uh, give me an OG range here. So, an OG range on this bad boy is 1030 to 1038. <clears throat> oh, okay. Yeah, we've got a narrow range on the OG. We don't have a lot of play. we got to get it right. Ooh, SRM range? SRM is 12 to 25. Okay. So, we're fine. We're good there. I gotta switch this up a little bit. Crystal. Switch it up, buddy. So here's what we're gonna do, I think. Let's go with that. Let's go with that. Should get me there, I think. Oh. You did not quite get me there, because I forgot to press on the, or click on one. UK, thank you. Uh, I want this. Still not enough SRM. What if we had another one of these? Ooh, that overshoots. What if we bring this down? All right, you said 12, right? That's kind of on the low side. 12 to 25. Yep. All right, here, let's do this. Fermentables. I'm looking at crystal malts, trying to get the right SRM here. Right, right. And trying to maintain our ABV range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I think it got us in there. What have we got? Four pounds, Maris Otter. Right? Yep, sure. Uh, one pound of Crystal 15. Okay. Two pounds of Crystal 60. Okay. Gives us an OG of 1036. <coughs> Perfect. With an SRM of 15. That's good. Right? Uh, That's good. Hops, That's good. I, let's just go straight Fuggle, man. Yeah. 
Like, keep it simple. Let's fuggle it up. Well, uh, what, and what kind of IBUs are we looking for? We're looking for 10 to 25 IBUs. Good, sir. We use an ounce of fuggle. That's going to put us at 20. Beautiful. I like Do it. Do we want to drop like that it. down or? No, I like it. I right. think that's good. Just that's a in our ounce. That's right. in our range. And we need an English. Oh, you know what? I want London. Thinking, ooh, do we want to go with the ESB or just the straight London Ale? I think London Ale. I think London Ale will do it, yeah. All right, London Ale will do it. All right, we're looking at a 3%, man. 3% is good. Right? Yep. 3% is in our range. That's a real, I like this recipe. I like, the nice thing about English recipes is they're always in that nice delightful range at least the ones i like to brew and drink right like they're in that like three to five percent like yeah. we're, we're making a three percent beer here gonna have plenty of body we can add some maybe some oat to it to increase that body if you think we need to otherwise we're looking at just a real easy drinking beer i'm good with an easy drinker all right man i'm gonna save this yeah. up here we had an easy so, drinking beer final recipe looks like this four pounds maris otter Two pounds of crystal 60, one pound of crystal 15, uh, an ounce of fuggle at 60 minutes, and then fermented with London ale. Why yeast 1028? Excellent. That is an excellent recipe. It will give us an excellent beer, I hope. Say excellent one more time. It's excellent. <laughs> All right, man. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. guys. I think it's that time once again. Once again, it is time for us to leave. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us for the past half hour. Really okay. appreciate it. If you'd like to support us, head on over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. If you're going to do Amazon, if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, head over to blindnewsstudios.com and click on the Amazon link above our homepage. Uh, then any shopping that you do, we get a bit of a cutback cut back from Amazon. It really helps us out, and it's no skin off your nose, so why not do it? Yeah. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or you just want to chat about some beer, go ahead and find us at feedback at blindnerstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnerstudios, or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.